What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And since the 2023 NFL draft has come to a close, I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to revisit my 2023 running back rankings. So now that we know draft capital, we know the landing spots, there have been some decent shakeups in my rankings. So I'm going to be running through my top 12. And then I'm also going to be splitting these players up into tiers. So you can kind of see what guys I have grouped together. But I mean, now we pretty much have the full picture heading into our rookie drafts. I'm also going to be putting out my top 12 wide receivers, and then I'll also be putting out my top 36 overall for Superflex. Um, that should be out in the next day or two. So stay tuned for all of those videos. If you enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Going to continue to uh, push out fantasy content up until the season. And then, you know, basically pretty much year round over here at the Fantasy Playmakers. But let's just jump right into it. And no surprises here, starting off with the 101, my only tier one running back, it is Bijan Robinson. We all know he went eighth overall to the Falcons a fantastic, you know, top 10 pick. You don't see that every day at the running back position. He's stepping into an offense that attempted the second most rush attempts last season. So we know they're going to use him. He's going to be their three down back, not concerned at all about Tyler Algier. And he is still going to be locked in as my 101, you know, in terms of uh, all the positions in this draft. Now also moving over to tier two, my running back two, it's going to be another one man tier. This is where we have Jameer Gibbs. He went 12th overall, got great, great capital. I think some people thought he was going to go round one, but I don't really think anyone thought he was going to be going top 15. So going 12th overall, that is a huge deal at the running back position, just like Bijan going at eight. And then we also saw the Lions on day three. They trade DeAndre Swift to the Eagles, pretty much locking this in as a two-man backfield with Jameer Gibbs and then David Montgomery, who they went after in free agency. And I've seen some people, I guess this might've been before the DeAndre Swift trade, but they didn't really seem to like the landing spot. For me, even with the competition of David Montgomery, I'm still very, very in on Jameer Gibbs here. And I actually like the landing spot. Gibbs was never going to be a guy who was going to be a high volume rusher. Like he wasn't going to go to a team with an empty running back room and carry the ball 20 times a game. It just wasn't going to happen. And I also think he was kind of a long shot to be super involved on the goal line anyway. At sub 200 pounds, that's just not going to be his game. So if David Montgomery is getting, you know, the kind of in between the 20s, the carries, grinding it out, getting in on the goal line. Like that's honestly fine. Doesn't concern me a ton. What I like here is that we saw Swift in this offense last season. It was clear the Lions weren't even really super invested in him. And we still saw him average seven carries and five targets a game. He was fifth in yards per out run and averaged five and a half yards per carry. So he was very efficient in his usage. And, you know, I think there's pretty much no doubt that Jameer Gibbs is the better receiving prospect compared to DeAndre Swift. And if DeAndre Swift was averaging seven carries and five targets a game, I just don't see why Jameer Gibbs can't step in, average 10 carries a game, get targeted six, seven times. I think that's a very solid role in this offense. He's going to be efficient as a pass catcher. We know that's his strong suit. And then he's going to be rushing behind this very, very strong Lions offensive line. So I like the landing spot, very in on Jameer Gibbs. And like I said, he's going to be my only tier two running back. Now we're going to jump into tier three. I have two running backs here, and this is going to be the first shakeup from my uh, pre-draft rankings. Here at running back three, I ended up going with Devin A-Chain. He got solid draft capital, goes in the third round to the Dolphins. I talked about him in my uh, day two winners video. He's stepping into this Dolphins running back room, which is wide open. They've got Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert under contract. 
Those are their top two options. These guys are very replaceable. You know, nothing crazy going on there in that running back room. I also talked about in my uh, winners video or winners and losers that I think this is a perfect fit with Mike McDaniel. A-Chain's not going to be a guy who has a crazy big workload, similar to Jameer Gibbs, but even more extreme. I mean, he's sub 190, so I think McDaniel is going to put him in spots to succeed, and I think he's going to make the most out of that smaller workload. If it's between 10 and 14 touches, I think they're going to be efficient, explosive, a lot of touchdown upside. A-Chain's bringing in his 4-3-2 speed into an offense that already has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and so we did see A-Chain jump the running back, who I now have at running back four. They're in the same tier, but it is going to be Zach Charbonnet as my running back four. He was locked in as my RB3 all offseason, but he ends up going to the Seahawks in the second round. Draft capital, very solid second round, looking good there. Aside from that, the landing spot is really, really tough. Jumping into a committee with Kenneth Walker, who you know, at least for most people, was pretty impressive as a rookie. Maybe the Seahawks weren't super blown away. I think it's pretty clear that Charbonnet is going to be used more as a uh, pass catcher. He should be their main pass catching running back. And then he'll also probably filter in on the ground. For me, it's just tough to be excited about a guy who's stepping into a committee and not only a committee that could last one or two years, It's seemingly, you know, pretty likely that this is going to be the thing for the next three years because we saw Kenneth Walker get into the league last year. So he's got three years left. They're going to be together, you know, in a uh, pretty loaded offense here with a lot of pass catchers. So it's not even like they're going to be running the ball a million times a game. Just a tough spot here. I still have to be in because I like the player and he gets solid draft capital. But at this point, I did have to uh, bump A-Chain ahead of him. Now, shifting into tier four, we're going to have a bigger tier here, and I'm going to start it off with my running back five, Tajay Spears. There were some reports about potential injury concerns with those ACL tears he had. Apparently, it wasn't concerning enough for him to not get solid draft capital because he ends up getting snagged in the third round here with the Titans, which I think not a great landing spot, but I do think it's kind of interesting. Obviously, I'm not coming into the 2023 season expecting Tajay Spears to be the workhorse ball out in year one. Derrick Henry's still there. He's going to dominate the opportunities as long as he is healthy. But Derrick Henry is getting up there in age. I think we could see Spears kind of be that change of pace back, get some receiving work. We saw, I think it was Dontrell Hilliard, have some opportunities in that role last year. And then with Henry at 29 years old, Spears could be in line to potentially take over this backfield. Maybe it's not in year two. Maybe he gets that opportunity in year three. But there's no guarantee that Derrick Henry continues to stay healthy. There's also no guarantee the Titans just you know don't move on from him and trade him. So there are some openings here for Tajay Spears. And I think he could have a role here in year one, like I mentioned, as a pass catching back. Now sticking around in tier four, my running back six, I have Kendra Miller. He went early third round to the Saints. I was honestly a little surprised initially when I heard this pick, especially with him going to the Saints because they still have Alvin Kamara under contract. They signed uh, Jamal Williams in the offseason. But then you start to think about it. Kamara could be hit with a suspension. And then Jamal Williams, he's kind of a placeholder, definitely not a long-term option for the Saints. So I do think we could see Kendra Miller work into the rotation this season. And I feel like he's a guy who could just continue to expand his role year after year. With early third round capital, I think he's very interesting. Should be going somewhere in the uh, second round of dynasty rookie drafts. Then at my RB7, I have Roshan Johnson. Unfortunately, he didn't get the day two capital, but I do like the landing spot he has with the Bears, even if it wasn't the fourth round. He's stepping into a running back room with Khalil Herbert 
and Deontay Foreman. And I think what's interesting about that backfield, I mean, the first thing is neither of those dudes are crazy established. It's not like he's stepping into a backfield with Derrick Henry like Tajay Spears or Kendra Miller with Alvin Kamara. And when we're looking at Herbert and Deontay Foreman, these are two running backs who do not catch passes. Those two combined for 14 total receptions in 30 combined games last year. So I feel like that receiving role is just wide open on the Bears offense. And it's not like Roshan Johnson put up insane receiving numbers in college, but I mean, the dude caught 23 passes as a freshman, which is before Bijan Robinson came in. And then he caught 14 this past season. So it's totally, you know, in his repertoire here. I just think this is a solid opportunity for him to earn a role in an open backfield. And I do have him ranked over one third round uh, running back. And it just comes to that opportunity there. And that third round running back I have him ranked over is going to be my final tier four guy. And it is Tank Bigsby. Like I said, gets the third round capital, goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Landing spot for me isn't super exciting. It looks like he's going to be the uh, running back two behind ETN. Maybe they form some sort of committee if they don't want to just force feed Travis Etienne the ball, which may seem decent, you know, a committee on a top offense. The thing that concerns me about the Jaguars here, and it was why I was a little low on Etienne heading into 2023, this team did not pass to the running backs. I believe they had the sixth fewest uh, targets to the running back position. So if now we're getting into committee territory, Etienne should be the better pass catcher. I'm not sure if there's going to be a ton of upside here for Tank Bigsby, and that's why I do have him below Roshan Johnson, just due to the competition difference. Would rather be going up against Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman compared to uh, Travis Etienne. Now, shifting into Tier 5, going to start it off here with my running back 9, Chase Brown. He goes in the fifth round, which at this point... Not feeling super great about these running backs, but he has a pretty decent landing spot here going to the Bengals. I think that's a fun spot. We saw Samaje Pirine uh, leave during free agency. And at this point, the Bengals really have no locked in running back two. And not only do they have an opening at running back two, I mean, we've heard discussion all offseason about Mixon potentially being a cut candidate. So I think there is a path here for Chase Brown to step in and see some work as a rookie. And if he can break in and get some work, this is an offense where there's going to be a lot of upside. So even though the capital is not great, there could be some opportunity there, which is why I have him leading tier five. And then uh, also in tier five, my running back 10, I have Israel Abanacanda. Pretty disappointing in draft capital and landing spot, honestly. Goes fifth round to the Jets. I feel like at this point, best case scenario, he's probably a handcuff to Brees Hall once Brees Hall is totally healthy. And I don't even think he's guaranteed that role because we still have Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight in the mix, who both have shown at least at some point to be somewhat capable at the running back position. So pretty disappointing here for Izzy. And then my final tier five player is going to be Evan Hull out of Northwestern. Goes in the fifth round to the Colts. Wasn't someone I was super high on heading into the draft. And obviously Hull isn't going to come in and overtake Jonathan Taylor on this depth chart. But just as a prospect, I do think he checks a decent number of boxes. Solid size, 5'10", 210. He had pretty impressive athletic testing, ran a 44740. And then he can also catch passes, 55 receptions for 546 receiving yards this past season. And I do think that's kind of his path to getting on the field. Maybe a change of pace back next to Jonathan Taylor. And then I really couldn't decide here at number 12. I know I said top 12. Ended up putting two guys here. I have them in uh, tier six, and they both ended up going late round six. It's Deuce Vaughn and it's Zach Moss. 
pretty much going sixth round, you're seeming like a long shot to be super fantasy relevant, but they do kind of have uh, potential openings on their rosters behind the starters for Deuce Vaughn behind Tony Pollard and then for Zach Moss behind Cam Akers. I was pretty low on Zach Moss throughout the entire pre-draft process, but even I thought he was going to go earlier than late sixth. And then for Deuce Vaughn here, just as a football fan, just kind of hoping it pans out. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, video of his dad, you know, reacting to him getting drafted. I think he's a scout for the Cowboys and then them calling him just a super cool story. Hopefully he can get on the field, maybe get 20% of that backfield behind Tony Pollard, but those guys coming in at RB12 and RB13. So that is going to wrap it up for my post-draft rookie running back rankings. Like I said, I'm going to have the wide receivers probably coming out whatever day that gets posted. So stay tuned for that, my top 36, and then just going to be continuing to fire out content leading up to until the season. So thank you all for stopping by. Thank you for uh, sticking it out through the end, and I will see you in the next one.